Welcome to the F1 Wrap. The F1 Wrap gets you quickly up to date with the best of F1 content from around the world, including news, the latest F1 tech, clever social bits, and everything you need for the upcoming race, all in 20 minutes max. Go to the F1Wrap.com where we link to everything we chat about today and a whole lot more. Austin was a great race, and we got to see some good passing action as Red Bull sealed the Constructor Championship. Carlos Sainz, who started on pole, was knocked out in turn one on the first lap, which surprised absolutely no one. There were some good battles between Max and Leclerc, as well as a fabulous last lap battle between Seb and K-Mag. The one downturn at Austin was Alonso's penalty that took him from a heroic 7th place and out of the points to 15th. After the FIA called his car unsafe because of a loose mirror that eventually ended up on the track. I have a couple issues with this. I think they should have originally flagged him during the race, but since they didn't do it, it should be a team fine. Secondly, it only happened because Haas complained as kind of a tit for tat to somehow make up for some of their penalties in past races. I wasn't crazy about that call. And just late today, we found out that the FIA, in fact, reversed this. So Alonso is back to seventh place. But I wanted to talk about it anyway, because I thought it was just a lackluster penalty. I'm not sure what the FIA is doing these days, but when you see that kind of a heroic recovery from a crash like that and end up in seventh, I think they need to look at the sport as a whole and reconsider, which thank God they did. Porsche is getting into F1 finally? Well, after being spurned by Red Bull, Porsche now seems ready to take a majority stake in Williams for 2026, and VW's other top brand, Audi, will take over Sauber, which is currently branded as Alfa Romeo. This is amazing news for F1, as these two premium brands will only lift the profile of F1 even higher. In the United States, Porsche and Audi are everywhere, so this is an amazing move for the U.S. expansion. And as an aside, Porsche just went public with an IPO on September 29th and was valued at an astonishing $73 billion, which has gone up another 20% in the last month. Wow, just incredible. I am super psyched to see what happens with Porsche coming in. I really wonder if it's going to affect the driver's market. Like, would Daniel Ricciardo go to Williams if it was called Porsche? I think I could figure out the answer to that one. Big news today in Mexico. It was revealed that Red Bull's penalty for overspending in the 2021 cost cap would be $7 million and a bunch of aero time. This was pretty much to be expected. It really did seem to turn F1 a bit upside down. McLaren chief executive Zach Brown had accused Red Bull of cheating. And when asked if Max's 2021 title should be taken from him, Lewis Hamilton said, quote, No, because the damage is done, end quote. And finally, the most important news of the week, 
Brad Pitt finally apologized to Martin Brundle. Quote, I got a note from Brad Pitt explaining what happened on our near mess on the Austin grid, tweeted Brundle yesterday. Quote, Unnecessary, but nice of him. Absolutely nobody is obliged to talk to me on the grid, but as I endeavor to make 10 to 12 minutes of live and unscripted sports TV, I'm obliged to at least ask, end quote. I gotta say, I, I really enjoy watching Brundle do the grid walk. Uh, I got to meet him once. Super nice guy. It's just, it's just a great color commentator. And now, on to Mexico. F1 just signed a three-year extension to keep the Mexican Grand Prix in F1 through 2025. Although, to be honest, we need it to last forever. So, get to work, Liberty. I love the Mexican Grand Prix. I'm super excited. Here is a preview of what to expect this weekend. Mexico. This race happens on the Day of the Dead weekend, also known as Dia de los Muertos, which means there is already a supercharged magical atmosphere all over Mexico City, and all over Mexico for that matter. The Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez is a 4.3k, 2.6 mile, and it's an older track than you'd think, being built in 1959. The circuit was originally the idea of Father Pedro Rodriguez Sr. The circuit being named after two of Mexico's top racing drivers from the 1960s, who just happened to be his sons, Ricardo and Pedro Rodriguez. The name of the circuit means the Autodrome of the Rodriguez Brothers. It must have been quite a scene, because at the first race hosted at the circuit a year later in 1960, and it was won by his son, hometown hero Pedro Rodriguez. Much like weather can, the altitude plays a part at this circuit, which is located at an elevation of 2.2 kilometers, or 7,300 feet. The first few times that I went to Mexico City, I thought I was coming down with the flu until I realized that it was symptoms of altitude sickness. So undoubtedly, this can be an issue for some drivers. And since aerodynamics plays such a huge role in F1 speed, the thin air affects the cars because of reduced aerodynamic drag, reduced downforce, increased wear on the tires. It's a completely different take than any other track of the year. The extremely fast final turn 17, also known as Peraltada, it's right before the long start finish straight, and it has this kind of Monza-like feel that I really like. And it's so cool, the lap finishes with a trip through the Foro Sol Stadium, where the sound of the crowd can often drown out the cars. I just can't wait for this weekend. Thanks for checking in with the F1 Wrap. We're a new show, so if you can, please subscribe. theme song is by Kevin Drew from Broken Social Scene. Thanks, Kevin. And I'm Eric Yale, and I'll see you next race weekend.